break. It's funny to meet you. I want winners. All righty, what's happening, everybody? It is the experience podcast. First and foremost, as my co-host, I'm sure agree with me. I hope everybody's uh, as healthy as they can be again. These uh, terrible times. Um, I hope that this stuff ends as quickly as possible. We all want sports to come back. Agreed. Uh, this is oh, really yeah. starting to to get to all of us. You know, um, I think as this continues, uh, we have things to discuss, obviously, and and our frustrations. And um, as time goes on, we're like, wow, this is really starting to hit home. Like the the longer this goes on, the more it's like, wow, you know, we should be watching baseball right now. You know. Flyers playoffs, Sixers playoffs should be happening. I'll take watching uh, hockey at this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, I got to tell I'll you, Flyers, Flyers still were looking good. Still doing, man. What do you think uh, I've been doing? <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, we'll get through it though. Uh, week by week here, um, we'll get through it eventually. So today, we're gonna bring everybody some uh, some updates on on the schedule which just released today. I want to touch on. I do want to touch on some flyers. I know we, we've been talking a lot of the Eagles lately, so mm-hmm. try to divvy up some sports here and and you know touch on multiple topics today. Uh, you know just to try to get uh, back into the swing of things as far as getting to as many sports and as many teams as we can in in the Philly area through every show. So uh, I think I think today to. Since the draft or, or since the schedule just got released, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on on wh- what you're thinking about the schedule because because I know the birds have a tough tough schedule coming up this season. So or just your thoughts coming coming off of uh, you know just about an hour and a half ago when the schedule got released. So the schedule is interesting. So we start off week one um, against the Washington Redskins, which I'm saying to myself, okay, that's a a boring, I guess I want to say, setup because I kind of wanted. I'm gonna be honest with you. I wanted to face somebody different first game. Like I didn't want to. I'm serious. Like I didn't want to. We always start off against the Redskins, and let's be honest here. I don't view the Redskins as any kind of a competition. Like, come on now. Like, I go, let's let's mix it up. Some you can't do that. Too. You can't. You can't. They're professional athletes, man. You can't. I understand what you're saying, T. We did face them first uh, first game last season. Right. Um, it, it was, um, as I say, it wasn't a game we were really expecting. Uh, the beginning of the game, uh, we started off terrible. We, at one point, thought we were going to lose to the Redskins, and it wasn't very mm. good play from us last season. And I actually think the Eagles are going to fall to the Redskins the first game. I think wow. uh, Jalen Mills adjusting to his new position is going to play a role. And I think Chase Young is going to be a big part of this Redskins. Do we know it's hard? As we can assume. And I think he's going to be a big problem for Carson. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, Chris, go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, there's a t- couple tough games in here. I mean, I think – a game I'm going to be really interested in seeing is week three against Cincinnati, seeing Joe Burrow. It's going to be an interesting game. Uh, as far as how it's going to play out, I mean, I think we I think we got that W, but, man, I think of the early on games, that's the one I'm going to be the most interested in seeing. Mm. How many wins you see on that schedule? What, how many wins? Because it's a pretty tough schedule. I'm going to be honest with you. It is, well, it is let, tough. Well, uh, 
you guys aren't going to like this, but I don't know for divisional winners this coming season. Mm. Wow. Uh, That's not I know I'm not typically the pessimistic one here, but, I mean. Go ahead, Max. What's your thoughts? I don't know, man. It's a tough schedule, T. I think we're on the same page here. Uh, I don't know. I'll go as far as saying we'll lose the Redskins week one. I think uh, I would be really shocked if that happened. Don't get me wrong. I know every team kind of improves as they do every year. You can't put it out of the way of the Eagles. You know this team, Max. Well, hey, last year's team, I mean, yeah, you're right. I do. I agree. I want winners. That was something that we all definitely didn't expect. Uh, I know know we all expected to make the playoffs, but the way that we got there was definitely – not how we expected it. So, um, but this year, I think this. I think the second half of the season is really, really tough. You uh, see Seattle, you see Green Bay, you see the Saints. Um, there's there's Dallas that always gives Don't us forget problems. The Cardinals in between there, in between Cardinals the and Cowboys with with Hopkins now added to that. Yeah, I was about to say the Cardinals kind of looked like a game that we might be able to take. But then I thought about the trade, and I was like, <laughs> as you guys know, I, I do like to predict the schedule, and I'll do this a couple times before the season starts. But my very first prediction is that this team is a is a ten win team, uh, ten and I six. Um, I already talked about the first week and what I think about that. But then we have the Rams, which I think uh, should be a pretty relatively easy. You don't want to say easy because anything could happen, no. but this Rams team is completely different than a couple years ago when they were on the top of the league. Um, they don't have Todd Gurley anymore. Uh, they got rid of a couple of their other offensive weapons. Jared Goff isn't what he seemed he was a few seasons ago. Um, we, we knew he couldn't, handle that Super Bowl and ever since then we were you know we're always um, asking ourselves is Jared Goff what do we think he can be any better Um, and then we have the Bengals yeah yeah they drafted Joe Burrow Uh, they got a few other good draft picks Mm -hmm. uh, still a Bengals team that is um, as I say in in shambles Uh, still they still got a few uh, things to work on and then I think uh, we're going to surprise everyone, and we're going to beat this 49ers team. Really? Wow. Really? Because I got that gonna, one as a loss, man. We're going to continue that that uh, three-game win streak so far and turn it into four against the Steelers. That's my prediction. Uh, I don't what? really like, like predicting uh, as far as uh, football, uh, and especially against the Steelers because I always – I. I I don't like the Steelers. I'm going to be honest. I, I, never, I never liked the Steelers. Pennsylvania, um, you know, rivals, and I just don't like the Steelers. And then we got a hard game against the Ravens, and from there the schedule gets to what Max Max's point is. It gets very hard, 12 through 16. It does. Yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. I, I think one thing that I'll say early on and and kind of make a bold prediction I guess you could say is I think the Giants are actually going to be a, be a decent team this year. I don't think they'll be, you know, a bottom three team. I don't know if I'll go as far as them making the playoffs, but when we play them twice a year, I'm not going to sit here and say that's two easy wins. I don't know something about them. Uh, they really bolstered that offensive line, which um, is probably the most important behind, behind the quarterback, uh, most important part of your team. So mm-hmm. uh, if Daniel Jones takes a step forward for them, I mean, I think that's a team you got to watch out for if you're the Eagles. But as far as the schedule specifically, um, I don't really – after like Tanner, I know we talked about it last year uh, when we had, uh, you know, even at school or whatever, talking about the, the schedule and what our predictions were. But uh, after watching last year's team, I got to tell you um, – 
who knows? You know, it's it's always up in the air. Now, after watching last season, it's losing the teams you expect to beat, like the Dolphins, and then beating teams that you probably shouldn't, maybe like the Cowboys towards the end of last season. So um, this year with with the schedule, I, I got to say, I'll say maybe, maybe nine wins. I'll go nine wins. Um, okay. And I think a key and probably one of the keys to the season um, as far as the games themselves go will be that week two game against uh, the Rams, in my opinion, because I think mm-hmm. we beat the Redskins and I think we beat the Bengals. So there, there's a big difference between being, you know, early on in the season, you know, having that undefeated 3-0 record or are, are you going to lose the, to the Rams? And then, honestly, the key here for me is that San Francisco game. You know, do you want to be 3-0 going into that game? Because odds are you probably will lose. Um, but you're still going to have that three and zero record to back you up, so it might be three and one, and the the loss won't look as bad on on your resume. You see, Max, that's what I like. I like hearing that you thinking that the Eagles will probably lose against the Niners. I love that. I love the underdog mentality that this Eagles team will have this season, especially due to this hard schedule. And I, I love coming from behind. And also, I just want to touch on the first four games of the season. Mm. Uh, they're customized. Every team has at least. Uh, has two it was customized for each team to have two home games within the first four weeks due to the coronavirus and just in case uh the season starts a little late all right i I like that consideration i like the simple fact that they did that and max you're right um it is going to make a difference starting off you know possibly three and one with you know for the first four weeks of the season i think that's really going to be you know, important if you are really, if you are trying, if this team is going to try to make playoff contention, it's going to be real important that they get off to a hot start in the beginning. Um, yeah. The Steelers game, I'm actually kind of confident in that. Um, I don't know if you guys um, been watching ESPN lately, but um, I've recently seen what Big Ben looks like coming off of that shoulder injury and also considering the fact that they don't have a quarterback at this point outside of, um, outside of, Roethlisberger, I mean, yeah, I think that game. I think I think we can kind of take that game. Now the next game against the Ravens, that's when I raise an eyebrow. That's when I'm like, oh, oh, oh boy, because we don't we don't do that well with quarterbacks. Well, got, I mean, that, there's a stretch right there that you hate to see. You got yes, Stanford, you got Pittsburgh, you got Baltimore. Two of them are on the road, and I will say this, Tanner. I know I like your optimism, uh, but but one thing about football, you know, having to fly across the country. Uh, it's definitely not what you want to do. Um, anytime you can avoid it, obviously you want to. Now it can't be avoided if the teams are on your schedule. You got to play them, obviously. But you know, playing the Bengals, uh, maybe a team that you probably overlook. If we if we can get by them, then it's like okay, you got to fly all the way out to San Fran, and not only that, after that you got to fly to Pittsburgh, play two tough teams on the road back to back, and then yeah, you get to come home. But you got Lamar Jackson and right. the boys waiting for you. And so. then you got and then you play the Giants on Thursday night. That's three days later after you don't yeah. have to chase after Lamar Jackson. Now you gotta deal with your division rival, which I don't care what anybody says. The division rival is division rival. Like they know you like the back of your hand. So yeah. that's still gonna be a tough game. The travel is the thing that gets me. In the beginning of the season, the traveling for our team, uh, it's not gonna look good for the birds. And then maybe the travel doesn't get as difficult in the second part of the season, but the opponents get tougher. You know, there's a stretch. Look, I mentioned earlier, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. You know, right. it's, that's that's another stretch. And and if you want to throw in the Browns, they're a question mark. Yeah, we expected them to be great last year, or at least better than they have been. Uh, no real big flashes from Baker Mayfield, but anything can happen. 
it's a whole new season. So uh, are the Browns going to be better this upcoming season? It's and, a possibility. And then I guess I gotta say I I've, look, looking at the schedule, I think at best this is an eight and eight team because uh, Max, I agree with you that I think we're probably going to lose one of those Giants games, and it, I think it very well could be that Thursday night game, Week Seven. I think we're going to yeah. lose. I, I hate saying this. I think we're going to lose both Cowboys games. Especially this that short week. Uh, that short uh, week will definitely come into play. Like and, you said. Oh, this yeah. is breaking and, my heart. And and that that three game stretch of Seattle, Green Bay, and New oh, Orleans. Man, that's irritating. Yeah. I can't. I can't really see any wins in there. And, and the card, the Cardinals too. Right after that, Cardinals too. To, it's, not, it's not like we get to stay home for the Cardinals. Now we got to fly to Arizona, and then after that. You want to add on to something even worse? You got to fly to Dallas and play Dallas. Oh yeah. gosh, in Jerry's world. I won't yeah, this looks like a, to me. To me, the te- this is going eight and eight. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's looking. It's not looking good. But again, we'll see. Because listen, last year the team was so up in the air, and we didn't know what to expect week in and week out. Um, and it all started really. You know, it started out well. I mean, maybe we didn't expect to play like Tanner said. Maybe we didn't expect to play like how we did in week one against Washington last year, but we got the W. It yeah. really didn't start, you know, turning upside down for us until probably mm-hmm. what week three. No, but it did scare me. That Washington game still gives me the creeps. I don't know if you guys yeah. remember, but I went off on that defense because they're the incompetence. They're hey, out don't of position. Worry. Ronald Darby isn't here anymore. Yeah, the addition of Darius Slay definitely helps us out with that. That I can agree with. All and right. also, I want to ask you guys about this bye week. Do you think this is a beneficial bye week? Week nine, um, you play three straight home games, and then you have a bye week, and then you play the Giants and at the Browns too. Do you guys like where this bye week is? Do you think it could be later or earlier in the season? Me personally, I love when the bye week is either in the middle of the season or towards the end of the season because you don't you don't want it in the beginning of the season. I don't know if you guys remember, but Carson Wentz's um, rookie season, um, I think our bye week was like week four or five. And after that bye week, we just went on a complete losing streak because it was unnecessary to have that bye week so early. So having this bye week in the middle, you know, maybe maybe you're 500 or maybe you're one game you know, below 500 or even one game above 500, you know, you can kind of take that break in the middle of the season, be able to sit back and, you know, kind of think about and strategize how you're going to attack the second half of that season. You have that ample time. So I think having it right there for me, that's perfect. I, I'll flip flop that and counter that. I, I kind of like it earlier on in the season. And here's why I think if you, and especially this season, like I already mentioned about how the schedule shakes out early on, but if you can, for example, if our if our bye week was week five, six in that kind of area in that range, you could probably look at this team and say, okay, if you have a three and one record, you know, uh, you have the bye week and you're like, okay, let's reset. We got a solid record right now, and then you get ready for the stretch run. The, I I don't really mind it if it's in the middle of the season. T. I think if it's towards the end, that's when I get a problem with it because say you have a lot of momentum, mm-hmm. then you get the bye week kind of stops you, and then listen, that's just that's the key the the key time of the season. Because the playoffs are coming up, you want to have that momentum going into the playoffs. And I feel like if you can have it early on or in the middle of the season, kind of reset, and then you just you push. You because pl- mentally you're like, okay, hmm. we want to make a run until until February, you know. So mentally, you got to lock in and say that has to be your mentality, and you're just bulldozing straight through all the way to the Super Bowl. So uh, if you have a bad team, I guess none of this really matters, right? If you're the Dolphins like last year, you're like, who cares when our bye week is? But if you're trying to strategize and you you think you have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl. Me personally, I'd rather have it kind of in the middle and maybe even early on. Does anyone you know what I'm saying to you? 
you design sorry not the bye week the um trade deadline is trade uh, deadline is usually around like um like a, week eight yeah like around that time pretty much around the mid-season wow what you okay. thinking you know i like having a bye week before the trade deadline uh because if this is a team that thinks that they have a good playoff push they can go out there and make some some changes to the team but if it's a team that sees that they're already running out of gas early in the season and that this year is just not going to be it for them. They can sit back and um, save their money and their transactions for maybe next season and save it for the draft. So, that so is, that's my personal opinion on that. Hmm, that yeah, usually the trade deadline is right after uh, or right before uh, November starts, maybe right, right around right. November 1st. So okay. we'll see. We'll yeah, see and this, this Packers game, again, can the Eagles go back to Lambeau Field and win – in two straight years. But here's well, a- you go back to Lambeau. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might go back there. You know, that's, that's a great idea. Yeah, you suck. But anyway, that, here, that would be cool. Here's my thing. Like, okay, when we faced the Packers um, this past season, it was pretty much in the beginning of the season, so it wasn't cold. You're facing the Packers in December. In December, it is freezing out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that back. I probably will not be there. <laughs> Yo, you rebuttaled that real quick. You forgot. I mean, it gets cold those, in Green Those Bay. are cold bleachers. That that whole stadium is just full of bleachers, and it was a great atmosphere to be there. Um, and the most of the reason was because it was early in the season and it was not yet cold. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine being in there in that very open stadium. Yes, and uh, temperatures that are that um, Wisconsin's very familiar with. Yes, yes, yeah, that's going to be probably a cold one. You forgot about that. You're always on your back. You forgot about that one. That's all, all I'm right, saying, guys. man. You gotta. You, it's it's some cold all weather right. that you're gonna have I to face. Touch on a few more highlights, not just the Eagles, but mm-hmm. all around. Um, the first game of the NFL to start off uh, the season is the Super Bowl champs host the Texans on September 10th. That's gonna be a good uh, game. Guys, thoughts on that matchup? It would have been a good game if the Texans still had DeAndre Hopkins. One but, of the best. You know. Receivers in the league? Is that who you're talking about? Yes, yes. If not the best receiver in the league. But I think it's going to be a good matchup. Definitely think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, that, that game last year, you got to remember the playoff game, uh, Houston going to Kansas City, having that big lead, and then uh, losing it. Mahomes goes off um, second half. So uh, I think it'll be fun. I, I like watching Deshaun Watson play. I think that guy is a playmaker. Um, and I know losing DeAndre Hopkins – um, you know, it's not something you like to see if you're Deshaun Watson, but I still think they, they have weapons. And um, I think Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. I, I like watching him play. And um, I'm not saying he's going to win. I mean, listen, the Chiefs are very dangerous. We all know that. And they're coming back with full uh, health. They're coming back with a full roster, not too many changes. And uh, they also got a good running back there to pair with Damian Williams, Clyde yeah, Edwards Hilaire from LSU. We know what happened last time these. Uh, these teams faced off. It was twenty-four nothing at one point. Uh, I think it was twenty-four nothing, or it was a twenty-four point lead that the Texans yeah. had. Yeah, and the Chiefs came back, and that was with DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. So I'm thinking this could, this is a win for the Chiefs. That's what I'm thinking. It's and then another Week One game is that the Rams host the Cowboys in their new stadium. So that will be exciting to see um, the work that they put into, believe, SoFi Stadium. Mm. And mm. then we have 
the first of the the Bucks versus the Saints on September thirteenth. Brady yeah. versus Breeze. Now oh, that's going to be a good game. Healthy. To I'm play. tuning in for that one. Then, uh, T, if you would like to cover your ears, Nick Foles. Oh, gosh. Plays his ex-team, the Jaguars, week 16. Could he show the Jaguars what they missed out on? Is that oh, game gosh. in Jacksonville? Um, I, th- I think it might be. I'll have to check that. I'll check that, I think, and then I'll bring up the Saints versus Vikings game on Christmas Day. I think Chris um, would say that you said his name wrong. It's Nicholas Goat. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, wait, I just want to let you guys know, I think week two, the Eagles are actually playing the Chargers, not the Rams. It's at the Jaguars, Tanner. It's at the Jaguars. Just look it, it up. It is at the Jaguars. Are you yeah. sure they're playing the Chargers? Yeah. Uh, let me check. Sure. Yep. Sure the yeah, yep. they're playing the Chargers. Yep, that's uh, the Chargers. Their logos look so similar now. They do. They oh my gosh, that is so horrible. Yes, that is the Chargers. I'm thinking they're playing the Rams. There, Chris. It's a very good job out of you. Uh, still, that's a that's a win for the birds, even more so. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Chargers. That, uh, yeah. They got that Alabama-looking type of scheme. Well, there I was talking about how Jared Goff fell off and that the Rams team is no longer, and they're not even playing the Rams. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, well, the Rams still have fallen off. Let's be honest here. Ever since that Super Bowl year where pretty much the offense has been figured out, I'm sorry, that Rams offense just hasn't been the same. And they continue to try to build through free agency. It's very few. I can't even recall since Jared Goff any draft picks that they've had. So, like, what are they doing? How are they going to rebuild their team? It's going to be. It's going to take them some years to be able to rebuild that team, unfortunately, because they've burned so much of their cap through free agency. And, you know, these old, old, I won't say old, but basically at the end of their career players. And that's basically how they built their team. And unfor- it is unfortunate that now this is going to take them some time to build their team back up again. Yeah, one thing I want to ask uh, T, especially about, is the whole Jason Peters thing. You know, we, we sat here on the show. I was going to get into that. that. Jason Peters gone. You know, we finally cut him. And, uh, you know, everybody was expecting us to move on. And apparently they're not too high on Andre Dillard yet. It's uh, being rumored that Peters might be back on the team for another year. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do you think it's going to happen, one? And then do you, do you agree with the decision? Do you think maybe give uh, Dillard another year? So, let, so let's go into so – let's struggling. go into – Let's go into the reasons why they're considering bringing back Jason Peters. They're, they're considering bringing him back due to the simple fact that, like you said, they don't 100% trust Andre Dillard, which for me, Andre Dillard being a first-rounder, that's a problem. That's a huge problem. I didn't draft him in the first round to sit his big behind on the bench. I drafted him to eventually protect the blind side of Carson Wentz and maybe even eventually Jalen Hurts. So, with all that being said... Why, what is, what was the evaluation plan in drafting Andre Dillard if you're not ready to move on from him? It's looking more and more likely. I wouldn't be surprised if they signed Jason Peters. And here's one of the reasons why. I've seen this. According to Derek Gunn, he's saying that, you know, Jason Peters was denying contract deals from other teams. He only wants to play for the Philadelphia Eagles. And at this point, with it being after the draft, He's not going to cost as much to bring him back. So you're still getting an all-pro tackle. You're still getting a good tackle that knows the system, albeit often injured and sometimes comes out of the game, and he's not the same athletic tackle that we all know and love, but you're still going to at least get a reliable left tackle at that position, giving Andre Dillard another year. That part I don't like. I hate it. But 
Considering the fact that you do need to protect Carson Wentz, especially with it looking like a second-round draft pick named Jalen Hurts is right behind him, breathing down his neck. Yep. I think it might be smart to bring Jason Peters back. Unfortunately. Yeah, I I think I'm in agreement with you. Uh, Dillard, honestly, if you're a first-round pick, you better be playing week one of your first year, right? He didn't play at all. I mean, I I guess yeah, he did. He may have played a few snaps. A few. Uh, he played it. He played in that Bears game, and he didn't. He actually did a pretty decent job because he was going up against Leonard Floyd and he, and Khalil Mack. He yeah. did. He did pretty good. I ain't even going front. So I don't. I don't know what exactly the problem is behind closed doors, right? I think that either uh, maybe they don't. Tr- he doesn't have the skill set because, and that's weird for me to say because the first round. I'm pick, sick so of this. We're not. We're not the coaches. We don't know what's happening. Um, in practice and things like that. But, I mean, listen, other first-round draft picks who's been Lyman, um, even looking at this draft class, so it just happened. You know, Andrew Thomas from Georgia going to the Giants, for example. He's starting week one, and they're not going to ask any questions about it. So, no. Um, almost like uh, in that specific draft, we just leapfrogged the Texans, and it was almost like we didn't want the Texans to get the, the Dillard, the pick, obviously. But um, it, it was almost like that's what our goal was. Our goal wasn't to implement him in the system. It was more like, oh, let's just steal him from the Texans almost. So um, I hope that he can develop and become a starter because if not, that's that's a really bad pick um, on Howie Roseman's resume. You know? Yes. And right now, Howie Roseman's resume still ain't looking too hot right now, especially considering the fact that, once again, I said, and this is I'm on record of saying this, your first three rounds, they ought to be starters, bare minimum. They don't have to be all-stars. Well, your first round pick better be an all-star considering where you drafted drafted that player but your first three picks at the bare minimum should be solid starters so considering the fact that in the first round you drafted somebody who could have drafted in the second round and in the second round you drafted a quarterback yeah howie roseman's on a short leash in this you know you know t t if you don't mind me all right go ahead okay i do mind but go ahead you 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 definitely know about jalen hurts a lot more than me i do without a doubt without a doubt this I, this has the potential of being one of those picks where three, four years down the road, we could look back and go, thank God Howie Roseman did that. It has the potential to be one of those draft picks. This is, I, you know, initially, just like everyone else, I was like, what the hell are you thinking? But I'm, I was trying to look at this draft pick from a very broad perspective, and I, I think it's a very forward-thinking draft pick because mm. – if Jalen Hurts plays the good soldier and rides the bench and waits out and just work, just works on the side, I think this could be a future starter for us. This, this is down the road, though. Okay. Right. This, and this, and on top of that, this, with the dra- drafting of Jalen Hurts, this, like I said last show, this shows me that they are concerned about Carson's health. Oh, no doubt. So. Don't get me wrong, Jalen Hurts, from what I've seen, doesn't look like a game-stealing, a, sh- a show-stealing quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. He's not – he doesn't scream all-star to me. Mm. Then again, I can see the comparison that the a- analysts were making with Russell Wilson, but I think – I'm trying to look at it in a positive light. I, I can see this Jalen Hurts draft pick down the road being a good thing, but what do you have to say about that? So, okay, I went back and I looked at um, I looked at the press conference as to why they drafted, you know, Jalen Hurts. And it's funny because they didn't they didn't immediately 
you know, go to a conference call when they drafted Jalen Rager, but they immediately, as soon as they pick Jalen Hurts in the middle of the draft, they, you know, hold a press conference. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you got some explaining to do. And one of the things that they said was, well, first off, one of the interesting set, interest, interesting things that they said was that they are a quarterback factory. All right, first off, you're not a damn quarterback factory. All right, that's why Clayton Thorson is on a practice squad um, down there in Dallas. All right, you're not a Chase, that's why Chase Daniel is out of the league. All right, that's why Nick Foles hasn't been successful since he's left hey, here. Shut you're up, not shut up. Daniel. Chase Daniel fleeced a lot of teams for a lot of money. Too. Yes. For doing the bare minimum. It's amazing. I wish I had the career Chase Daniel and Sam Bradford. But we're not talking about that right now. You're not a quarterback factory because the only quarterback that you've developed so far is Carson Wentz. You went out and drafted a second round pick in Jalen Hurts. And you had so much high praise for Nate Sudfeld. But yet and still, we've yet to really see him in any action. And it's pretty clear that you don't trust him. So, back to Jalen Hurts and that pick. Uh, yes, I agree with you, Chris, that this was a pick that they're looking towards the future and they're concerned about Carson Wentz. All right, that's fine. I, I have no problem with that. I love Jalen Hurts as a player. I've seen him at Oklahoma. I've seen him at Alabama. Max, you can definitely um, attest to this. Hell of a player. You get, no, you get no question from me on that one. It's just... A second round pick, and then, and then they brought up the like you say they brought up the comparison of Russell Wilson, and then they also brought up how they got burned that year that Russell Wilson went before in the third round before their pick, and that's the and that resulted in the Eagles drafting Nick Foles. So they said they got burned, but yet and still Russell Wilson only has one Super Bowl win, and so does Nick Foles. So how did you get burned? Yeah, I don't understand Wilson, that statement. Russell Wilson may only have one, but he was, and he still is old, mostly in the playoffs every season. And he had that back-to-back Super Bowl uh, streak. Uh, unfortunately, he decided to pass instead of run. But um, he was there twice. You get no argument with me on that one. Yes, he was there twice. But at the same time, it's not like you didn't get anything in return for Nick Foles. So, like, I'm, I understand, you know, every. Everybody wants the quarterback that has the ability to run so they can run that, you know, zone read a whole lot more often. Doug Peterson loves running the zone read fake where it looks like it's a run, but instead the quarterback can pull it back and it's a pass. Like having those options out there, I understand all that. And the more options you have on offense, the more difficult it is for defense to plan for you. However, at the same time, you you wasted a draft pick that's going to eventually sit on the bench. And I'm sorry. You're, you cannot tell me that you're going to play two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. You cannot do. You, you're not going to say that to me and convince me of that. And oh, then, and then compare Jalen Hurts to Taysom Hill. Are you freaking kidding me? Taysom Hill is a gadget player. Jalen Hurts yeah. is an actual quarterback. Get out of here with that foolishness. Well, you know, T, only time will tell with that situation. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If the time comes, who would you rather give the ball to, Jalen Hurts or Nate Sudfeld? True. I, True, but let's like, but let's hope Carson Wentz doesn't be put in that situation where we have to have that discussion. It's yeah. a familiar yes. situation. See, yes. I agree. Uh, everything you said, really, uh, I definitely agree, hundred um, percent. Having Taysom Hill kind of comparisons to me doesn't make sense, and it's because Taysom Hill can't be a quarterback for sixteen games during a regular season. I mean, he's not going to. He could, but he's not going right. to take the team playoffs. You're not going to see Jalen Hurts out there on special teams. You're not going to see him blocking punts and blocking kicks. No. Get Get out of here with that crap. I agree 100%. And, and he's somebody that wants to and could, can develop into that 
you know, 16 game a year quarterback in a regular season. So um, it's a bad pick. It's, it's just as a bad pick, in my opinion. I've had He's weeks not your cup of tea. Digest it. I've had weeks to digest the pick and I'm going back and forth on this. Uh, maybe it could work. You know, who knows? Maybe Doug has something up his sleeve. But at, in reality, at the end of the day, listen, Carson Wentz should be your, your go-to guy. You know, Nick Foles and, and me being an, an Eagles fan and loving the Super Bowl run, of course, uh, that's lightning in a bottle. You know, that's not that doesn't happen every season. No. And for Howie Roseman to, to think to himself, okay, uh, if Carson Wentz goes down, maybe we can kind of scheme with Jalen Hurts and kind of maneuver our way to another Super Bowl run if Wentz were to go down. But listen, that's not life. You know, that's not no. how this goes. When Nick Foles was able to do it, it was probably a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and we'll probably never see it again. It's Thank very you, Max, for very finally saying what um, I've been trying to say to you guys for the so, longest of times. So um, the pick, is it, to me, is not a good one, and, and here's why. For multiple reasons. I mean, listen, we want Wentz mentally. These guys are not robots. These guys are humans. That, all right, now Wentz has somebody thinking, okay, wow, is this guy going to take my job or what? Man, that's ludicrous. You ride or die with Carson Wentz. You paid him the money. You know, if he was on his last year of his rookie deal like Prescott was, and you're like, mm, maybe we're on the fence about it. I'm not too sure. Maybe we draft Jalen Hurts to compete with Prescott. We might have to talk about that later. Line. But when you give Carson Wentz $100-plus million, he's your guy. If he gets hurt, you don't make the playoffs, you're not winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that's just the facts. If Drew Brees gets hurt, if Russell Wilson gets hurt, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, the fact of the matter is those teams aren't going to go to the Super Bowl. They're not going to make the playoffs. No. Nick Foles, that's an exception. That's a once-in-a-lifetime thing, in my opinion. Thank you, Max. So I don't know. I mean, your your opinion on that? I mean, maybe you guys. I mean, yeah. Listen, it could work. It's never. But but again, does Doug Peterson have experience calling plays in this gadget type of system? He doesn't have the experience. Uh, he's never really done that before uh, in any level. You know, we we haven't seen it. It would be something new. So uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe Tanner and Chris have different opinions. But <laughs> um, personally, I'm over here looking. One T disagreed with. Philadelphia being a quarterback factory, I kind of had a disagreement with that too because we did draft uh, McNabb, uh, Rand- Randall Cunningham, um, and as you mentioned, Nick Foles. And I think this team does have some luck with more than other teams with drafting quarterbacks. I'm not going to mention uh, Matt Barkley and uh, Kevin Cobb mm-hmm. and those, but I do see Howie's point and how they could – maybe do well with drafting quarterbacks. But I also see your point is not well enough and how that draft that draft pick was kind of wasted. I do see both sides. And if you're a QB, you don't want to be a QB factory. If you're a QB factory, that right. means you have quarterbacks you can only uh, play every other year. quarterback at a time. Thank yeah, exactly. you. Yes. Like, that's my whole thing, and that's my whole concern. And I was just talking about just within the Doug Peterson era of okay. quarterbacks. I mean, as an organization – if we've drafted a quarterback pretty much in the first three rounds, nine times out of ten, um, we've the Philadelphia Eagles have had luck outside of Kevin Cobb. And he did start a couple of games, and he did do a halfway decent job. But you're not a quarterback factory by any means. I'm sorry. You're just not. Like, get out of here with that crap, please. I agree. And the scary thing for me is what if they – they're like, oh, man, like Howard Roseman's pushing, Jeffrey Lurie's pushing Doug to say, listen, we drafted this guy in the second round. You you better use them out there. And I'm sick like, of this. Listen, I I don't I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if that gives us the best chance to win. Do you really want to go out and put yourself in a situation against the Giants, against the Redskins, um, when you know okay this definitely works? Let's get Wentz out there. Let's get him firing those balls. Oh wait, hurts. You know it looks bad on my part having to incorporate him. Let's incorporate him. 
all of a sudden you try running a trick play, tossing the bag, or fumble happens, you lose the game. Like, do you really want that to happen? Right, exactly. Like, you're really going to put the game in the hands of a 21, 22-year-old rookie? Seriously? It's- just just to, you know, and it happened. I mean, like we talk about these guys aren't robots. You know, these the coaches are like, man, I don't want to lose my job. You know, I got Howie telling him. I mean, we drafted him, and Doug was a part of it. We drafted Hurts. We want to use him. But does that give you the best chance to win? I, I, me personally, I'd rather just have Carson go out there and do his thing. Yes. I, I believe in Carson. I just want to put that on the record. I know uh, sometimes we may confuse it, but I do. I am still on the Wentz wagon, and I have all the faith in Carson. It's just, you know, uh, being careful. And uh, making sure that this team is good for the future as well. I mean, if the team's not good for the future, then you either let Wentz go, you don't pay him the money in the first place, and then you draft a guy in the first round, like a like a Jordan Love almost. You don't just whoa, whoa, take whoa, a flyer on Hurts. Not no, not him specifically. But okay. you, you invest okay. you invest deep heavily in a first round pick for a quarterback like we do with Carson Wentz. You know, second overall pick. You don't take a flyer in the second round when you need a skilled position linebacker or a cornerback to help us out. Exactly. I agree with you 110%. One more topic that I want to hit on with this Eagles um, thing. And I know you guys have seen this rumor. So after, like I said, after uh, the draft, there's been some prominent free agents that are now starting to heat up. And one of them being is Jadavian Clowney. Now, of course, we all know Jadavian Clowney is responsible, basically responsible for the reason the Philadelphia Eagles didn't get out of the wild card. Um, Many... (laughs) Many of us. See, have, you beat me. You beat me to it, T. I had this written down. <laughs> uh, but you go ahead. But many of us have said, including myself, have said that I thought that that hit was a cheap shot and that he intentionally did that. However, he is a free agent now, and let's be honest here. We've all seen how Jadavian Clowney plays. We all know his game. Although he only put up three sacks, which is amazingly the same amount of sacks Josh Sweat had. But all that being said. You know the type of work Jadavian Clowney is does, and you know how much disruption he is on that defensive line. So let's be honest here. Let's really think about this. Would you honestly take on a Jadavian Clowney, especially considering the fact that, one, he's willing to take a pay cut. Two, he wants to play for a winner. I would 100% take Jadavian Clowney. One, because he's a damn good player. Go and hurt. two, we need some defensive ends, and he's still relatively young. Brandon Graham is old. I told this. I said this last year. I told everybody, Brandon Graham. I'm not confident in him. Ellison, yes. he didn't have the worst year ever. But it's a bunch of low lifes. Not product. Not as productive as I wanted to see. Derek Barnett's still a question mark. Yeah, he's got a lot of promise. But yeah, you want to get a veteran. You want to get a, a superstar defensive end to rush the passer. That's part of the core forward that I mentioned. Last week, you know, what you want in a football team, you better have a pass rusher to get to the quarterback. So, yeah, T, I agree. I think I would love to have him on the team. And here's my thing for wanting Jadavian Clowney. Um, you mentioned the starters. Look who's behind the starters. You have a Josh Sweat, and then you have a Sharif Miller who we've barely seen this past year. It didn't really do anything. Let's be honest here. You need some depth on that defensive end. And I talked about that before the draft. You need depth at the defensive end position. You have plenty of depth at the defensive tackle position. Defensive end behind Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett, which that's still eh, average. It's iffy, yeah. You ain't got much. I'm sorry. To me personally, this, um, this discussion brings up memories. Of I, I was at that game, that playoff game, mm. uh, when the Seahawks came to the link and uh, showed us who for? was the better team. Um, and I did, in fact, curse Jadavian Clowney. <laughs> I, 
man, the whole time out that stadium, that was uh, that ridiculous. was all everyone was hearing about is how terrible of a person Jadavian Clowney is. And I personally, on a standpoint from me, I wouldn't be able to to um, if I was in charge, allow Jadavian Clowney to be on this team. But as a smart choice and for the team, it's he's a he's a good player, as Max said. And I guess you would have to put all that aside. Uh, definitely have a sit down talk with him. Um, and, uh, maybe um, maybe earn some money and get the fans to uh, to pay a dollar to throw an apple at him <laughs> like to uh, make us all feel a little better about ourselves. But um, yeah, it would be a smart move to get him. I heard, according to Mark Berman, that the Eagles are one of the five teams interested, and of course, uh, that would include the Seahawks. Giving people what they want to see. It would also include the Browns, the Titans, and the Ravens. The fact that his price is dropping, T, like mentioned, that's a key for me. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want his price up $21 million a year. Howie Roseman has showed us uh, it's rare to play a non-quarter or pay a non-quarterback guy that kind of money. So the fact that he's his price is dropping, um, I don't know where specifically. Last time I saw it, it was around $17 million, which is still pricey, but you're going to get a really good player. Right. And you know I have- say, dude, yeah, go for it. Hey, and like you said, we need defensive end depth because we we can't just go in with Josh Sweat and whoever the other guy was. Sharif Miller. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Wow. But uh, no, you know it's hard. <laughs> hey, hey, the Eagles have the cap space, and if he's willing to take a discount, hell yeah, he can he can injure the other quarterbacks then. <laughs> so I say, come to Philadelphia. Come on, Jadavian. I don't, but I don't get how some of the fans are just like they can't put their fandom off to the side, and they're just like, no, you know, you're gonna bring him back into the same room with Carson Wentz. Da, da, da. This is a player that's gonna make your team better. He's not on the opposing team anymore. He's on your team. Uh, he's gonna enter the room, and his eyes are gonna turn red and go right for Carson's neck. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. That's, yeah. yeah, you dumbass. All right, I want to I want to bring in I want to bring in the segment with Chris here. I want to introduce the new hockey segment. All uh, right, Chris. First like here, let's keep it relatively <laughs> relatively chill because here's the oh, reason yeah. why we want to we want to try to have T and try to have Tanner, you know, stay on an even playing field. So we want to ease this in, uh, <laughs> audience, audience out there. We're gonna try it. We're gonna try to implement a new segment. Um, oh, yeah. it's gonna be in, in about hockey. So we're we're gonna see how it goes. Oh, and, I like uh, it. We're gonna touch on it and take it little by little. So, so Chris, what do you got? So, so the, I'm I'm so glad you brought this up, Max. Uh, I'm excited because you know this is it's my number one sport. It's my yeah, number one sport. Right? It's what do you think I've been watching this whole time? Yeah, I agree. no, but uh, <laughs> football. No, the the so the biggest guy. thing with the, the biggest thing with the Flyers is uh, they they signed a European free agent named Linus Sandin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sounds like a great player. No, uh, he's playing professionally over in Sweden, and uh, that, that's a relatively high high league over in Europe. Uh, he's I hear you. As far as what I've seen from him, uh, he's not he's not a, a game stealer. He's not going to be some all star. Uh, with the signing of Linus Sandin, that tells me that either Derek Grant or Tyler Pitlick are going to not stick around, which freaking sucks. Because after are we are we talking after this season or like because we don't know technically when the season will pick back up so technically Pitlick I, and I, I think on the contract I know I, there's a there's talks about them wanting to continue the regular season uh, if it gets to September you're not going to finish that season I think you should just go right to the next season just no no Stanley Cup winner just like really you want to eliminate the whole the whole season dude dude 
hundred years ago, Spanish flu. There was no Stanley Cup awarded then. So, wow. look, that'll look. be that'll be an interesting decision. I don't, don't know if I'm the NHL commissioner. I don't know if I can literally <laughs> sit down and be like, hey, look, you know, if it over. gets to September, you can't finish last season. Yeah. You, you can't finish. Last you season. could go straight into the playoffs. You could, but then what are you going to do? You're going to have the playoffs in September and October. You're going to have nothing in November, and then get right into the next season in December. Not to disrupt the conversation, but I th- I think their basketball NBA. I think they're pretty much trying to do the same thing, where they're trying to figure out whether they want to start the season back up, or do they just want to go straight to the playoffs, or do you just want to wait till next season? I I understand the hey, we played sixty some, seventy some games already, and we're not going to just go into next season after playing 70 games for no reason. I mean, I get that, mm-hmm. but you got to look at, and I understand that every, everyone's losing money. All, all businesses around the world are losing money over this mm-hmm. and in, including all these professional sports teams. And look, just realistically, unless you just drastically shorten the following season to like 40 games, 60 games, maybe, uh, you're not going to get a full season next season in if right. you start games up in September. Uh, if I'm, I, you know, I want I want there to be a Stanley Cup awarded because you know what the Flyers were like one of the top five hottest teams going you know Definitely. into yeah. the late season Definitely. and uh, and but I, I think just realistically um, and getting back to the the free agent um, yeah as far as next season when contracts expire and new transactions need to be made with the signing of this European free agent. That tells me that either Derek Grant, who the Flyers got uh, during the trade deadline from Anaheim or Tyler Pitlick, who they got in the Ryan Hartman deal, which was from Wayne Simmons uh, tells me one of those a bad trade uh, for Ryan Hartman. Yes. For Tyler Pitlick. No, I absolutely freaking love Tyler Pitlick. Good player, but and, Hartman, man, wow, that, that did not work out. Yeah, no, not at all. But uh, they recovered it with the Pitlick deal. But mm-hmm. I, one of those two guys are going to go, uh, which sucks because both of them play have played, yeah, honestly, really well. Really, I agree. Um, and um, really well. especially Grant, I love, I like Grant's game. Oh yeah, oh yeah, D- dude, dude, smart. He's good in front of the net, and uh, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the play it, when they played Washington. That play he made to Kevin Hayes for that goal. I mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. He, he played great. And then in New York, when New York, he, I, the, the Rangers is what I was Rangers game. Yeah. Rangers game that passed raffle and then that yeah. crazy goal on Lundquist. Uh, yeah. yeah. He played great for the Flyers for in the short five, six games he played. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to bring up. Um, there's a, amongst like the Flyers community. Um, Cause you know, we're like a cult. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone looks at, hey, I say I'm a Flyers fan, and half the people in Philly look at me sideways. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, there, there's a lot of, like, Shane Goss. It's funny to me, too. And, um, uh, yeah, that, it's been going on for a while. Now, now, what's your opinion on that, Max? Goss Yeah, like trading away Goss Bear for some sort of an asset. That's that's a really good question, and uh, here's why. Because, you know, uh, you had Niskin in who is really good. I don't know how many yes. years he has left, but but Dude. he is really good. So you're kind of at that weird point where you have good defensemen in place ahead of Gaspar right now. But at the same time, you know, do you want to keep Gaspar around to build him to become one of those core guys down the road, or do you want to just stick with your veteran de- defenseman right now? 
and, and kind of roll with them and just say, hey, what can we get for Goss Despair? So me personally, I always thought Goss Despair was never really a defenseman. He never played like a defenseman. He was always no. one of those guys who wanted to score. Um, he's, a, he's 100% is, offense, yeah. Yeah, which is fine, but not if you want to play defense. And that's one thing where I talked to you about when we before we even went out and got you know Niskanen and Braun too. I said, we need to build forward. So we already had our goal in heart, and I said we need a defenseman. That was our key because we had guys like Gudis who just were ripping shots at the net, but all they did was take penalties and go to the box. So, so okay. back to your gossip spare point, if I had to keep him around, if you're asking me do I want to trade him or keep him around, it really all depends on what you can get for him. I personally would, would probably let him go, honestly. You know, I haven't seen enough. I, I, I agree with you because, you know what, uh, with the drafting of Cam York last year, the Flyers' first-round pick in 2019, yeah. that does make Goss Despair expendable. And mm-hmm. on top of that, Provorov and Sanheim can do what Goss Despair does just as well. What, so, when's York coming up, do you think? A couple of years? York, how long, how long? York uh, he's, he's going to – he, he, I mean, he's he, – Played as he played for Michigan this past year. Uh, as far, I don't know if he's going to make the turn to go pro. He might stay in school. Um, I'm thinking another two, three years with him. Okay. Uh, so, uh, it, for, in the meantime, you still have uh, a set top six, in my opinion, with right. Provorov, Niskanen, Sanheim, Myers, Haig, uh, Braun. Yeah. So there's good. You, you got good defensemen. That you good do. defensemen. That's oh key. yeah. And, and, and I th- it all, all depends on sport. Like every sport's different, right? You have I want good defense for hockey. I rather have good defense than good offense, right? I want really good goalie. I want good defense. You can absolutely. you can work around goals and stuff. I mean, you, the goals will come. Uh, basketball is a whole different game. You know, we already tried the whole defensive strategy standpoint with Horford and those guys. It doesn't work. You want firepower. You want guys that can just shoot threes and and outscore teams like the Warriors did. So back to your point uh, with, with the defense I mean, and especially York, who I'm high on. I think uh, these core guys we have come up, most of them are still relatively young, but you want to mix. I wanted Braun in here because I wanted veteran guys that can come in and kind of take over that top line. And then Provorov, you know, he's coming into his own. Mm -hmm. So I like where this team's at. I don't think this was a one-year, you know, oh, the Flyers are going to the playoffs. I think this could build. I want winners. It's definitely going to continue. And and that's another thing because – I know you're kind of down with Nolan Patrick about his migraine issue. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, according to them, he's getting better. Uh, and if you add Nolan Patrick into this lineup, that makes this team that much better. And I mean, I know he hasn't been, he hasn't played consistently for, it's coming up on well over a year now, but yeah. I, I'll put Nolan Patrick in the line, in the lineup instead of like, I'll bake you bell. Yeah. Or someone like that. Hey, I agree. That's one. And, th- uh, uh, this this it's weird that you mentioned Patrick because it's he's a name that most fly even Flyers fans forget about. Um, yeah. But listen, he's super talented. Second overall pick a few years back. Uh, this this kind of migraine thing. I don't know if this was a lingering problem. You would know better than me. But it kind of just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because um, the where this all kind of started. There's a player by the name of Curtis Gabriel who is now on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the flyer system last year, uh, uh, cheap shot, Patrick back the head. And that's kind of where this all started. Wow. And, um, yeah. So, uh, and it's, you know, it's been lingering for over a year now and, uh, now he's teammates with Nolan Patrick. How about that? It's scary. It's an outrage. This reminds me of a football term T you'll know this, uh, Percy Harvin, great career and his migraines and his head, the injuries just started bothering him. Concussions. Um, I don't know if this thing's, 
this thing's going to linger forward, which is kind of scary because, you know, with the head injuries, um, you really don't want to push it. And it's really a shame because yeah. he's such a young player um, and a really talented one at that, too. So do you expect like what do you expect here? I mean, I don't want to go to the extreme and say he might have to possibly retire because of this someday down the road. But do you expect him back? Uh, maybe not this season if it resumes. But how long are we talking here in the future? Uh, I mean, be you know. I, I, if I'm being honest, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would like to think before the new year. Mm-hmm. I would like to I would like to think he could he would start playing uh, before that. Uh, it would really suck if uh, the Flyers, one of the f- high, highest draft picks ever in Flyers history, had a two and a half year career. That would really suck. Oh yeah, um, I can't agree more. Oh yeah, that would be that would be a real shame because he's a, he's a really special talent. Um, uh, real quick, I know T. If you have anything else you want to hit on football, we can do that. If you want to go basketball, Tanner, uh, we can do that as well. Any direction you guys want to go, any other points, real quick. Uh, uh, we got about five minutes left. Chris, you got something? Yeah. Um. Did you happen to see the thing Bryce Harper did with Barstool? Um. With uh, he did an interview with Dallas Braden and someone else. Okay. What was uh, I don't know. About? I don't know if you caught that. Uh. Well, first they were talking to. Tim about his decision to come to Philly mm-hmm. and I absolutely love his answer. He said he loves the fans in Philly. Um, he said, and you know, he was talking about the opt out thing because yep. that was a specific thing. Dallas Braden brought up about, you know, what was the deal with the no opt outs and right. Hey, Bryce Harper, dude, he's committed to the Phillies. He is committed. That guy, I can't believe, like I said, I texted T a couple days ago. I can't believe we were ripping on the guy a year ago. No, no, I I was ripping on him. Well, you were, but I kind of was just agreeing with you. And then, man, and and, and then um, in the the same interview, he was talking about uh, uh, they think they should let big league players play in the Olympics. I heard about that, too. Yeah, Yeah, I I I caught that. I did catch that. Yeah. I mean, it would be cool, but (laughs) the big league players would just annihilate everyone else but yeah but i think that's the what he, he was trying to make that point he was like let's yeah. go on somebody else's soil and just absolutely tear up the whole olympics but uh, i mean dude it, it'd be fun for us not for other countries but dude. i think it'd be awesome to see like otani and T- team japan go up against like trout yeah. and one thing i i, I real quick because i know we were running out of time here but i mm-hmm. do think it just sucks that we're missing uh, a year of bryce's prime uh it just it sucks to to have to see this happen. If this was like his his year thirty eight when he's thirty eight years old, it's like oh okay. But to be twenty seven and and right in his prime and have this happen, it's it's kind of tough to swallow. It is, but yeah, it is. Um, in closing, guys, um, I'm gonna mention this because I know you know the four major sports. I know they're talking about you know trying to open up and what plans they're trying to you know come up with. Um, yeah. I personally have a fear, and that fear is that you know. These guys are used to a certain regimen, and then now you're just gonna expect them to just start practicing. Um, you're gonna start. You're gonna have some major injuries. Like seriously, I just want to add one thing. We are playing the Rams week two. That is. That's the Rams Rams logo. So we were to to roast Jared Goff. It is the Rams week two. Don't go it, Chris. I saw the Chargers. You piece of Swiss cheese. All right. We gotta figure it out. We gotta figure it out. We're all good. All right. You guys missed any of this episode? You can always go to philly experience.simplecast.com. Available on all major platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, the whole shebang. We're gonna try to continue to do it and doing this, trying to entertain you guys, trying to uplift your day. We'll be back next week. All right. All right.
All right, everybody, take care. Stay safe. Surprise, motherfucker. Kind of circumcising the mosquito. I'm not giving Jerry Jones my money. Fuck that guy. I want me some glory hope.